ignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Righteousness was thou shall not But now in these days we sin And now it's hard to stop You've got your breakthrough A few days later you're back Because you didn't feed your spirit And flesh was all you've got I made a decision I'm gonna lose some of my friends 
So what are you gonna do when the 
You've got to build your house on a rock. The winds will blow vehemently, but your house will stand strong. So build your house on a rock. your hands for Jesus. What are you going to do when the storms come up? When the rain comes down, when the floods come up, build your house on a rock. Another hand clap for Jesus. May your house stand strong. Strong, strong, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord, for a beautiful time in your house. Thank you for a wonderful atmosphere. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the privilege to be in your house. Speak to us today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may please be seated. And if you will pick your book. Today, I want to continue from where I left off last week, Tuesday. It's a privilege and a blessing and a great joy for me to be in church today. Tuesday services are some of my best services because I get the privilege to relate with serious Christians. And it's very important to be among serious Christians. They say the company you keep determines what accompanies you. So I believe that I get better things in the spirit when I am in church on Tuesday. Because of the company I keep on Tuesday. Amen. So, last week I began to share with you um, from the last chapter of this fantastic book, Lycos, which means lay men, lay people, or lay pastors, or volunteers. The, the word lay man um, simply means an ordinary person. Amen? An ordinary person. Most of us are ordinary. A few of us are professionals or skilled or well-trained in an area. 
even those who call themselves professionals pass with only 50%. Yes, because so chances are that they are even wrong half of the time anyway. So whenever you get the chance to meet a professional, don't allow that person to intimidate you. Because the person did not become a professional with 100% in the exams. Do you get me? Yes. The person became a professional with 62% or 53%. I wrote a professional exam many years ago. And uh, when the exam was very super professional, when the exam was over, an international exam, I was the only one who had passed the exam. The rest were below par. Then the examiners went into another convocation. And when they came out, they came out with about some five or six names. They went to add up, just, you know, part up some marks. So I see them around sometimes. And when I see them, they are looking very positive. But you, they added marks to you that you have to you are looking big and arrogant and, you know. So, even me that I pass, I think I pass, I think, 54% or 55 I mean, Yes. So, see, professionals are great, and we need them. We need the engineers, and we need, we need the doctors. Do you see? But uh, you must understand that God has also blessed you. Yes. Yes. God, uh, maybe it's, it's even because of school fees that you couldn't pay. But if you also could pay school fees, perhaps you, you would have had 70%. Yes. So, most of us are nothing. Most of us are nothing. And I'm saying that those who are professionals are also nothing. Is that the grace of God that makes you a reverend or makes me a bishop or make you pastor or lady pastor or lazy pastor? I don't even know what the titles are now. I've forgotten the titles. Lay president, you know, all these titles. Lay president, you know. But you must be happy because God can use you. Even if you didn't do accounting, God can still use you. Or you don't have a PhD in finance, God can still use you. I mean, there's a country in Africa, the finance minister, I think, this type of Harvardical, you know, Bostonian type of schools, high, high flying. He was a finance minister and was printing one note. I've got some. One billion dollars, one note. Is it Monopoly you are playing? Or what, what, what is it? You know, so it would have been better if my grandmother was alive and she was a finance minister. I think it would have been fab. I don't think my grandmother would have printed $1 billion. She would have done maybe 200000 <laughs> Professional. Professional. Printing $1 billion, $10 billion, $1 trillion. Yeah, you use $1 billion to buy bread. I prefer my grandmother. You know, anyway, anyway, what I'm saying is that the last chapter of this book is asking us to rise up and fight. Yes. We should rise up and fight. We need to fight for the lay ministry. We need to fight to protect the lay ministry. You know, and 
One of the ways to fight the lay ministry, page 84, the first point. You know, last week I jumped the first point and talked about the second and third or so. The second point said, openly oppose those who corrupt the purity of the lay ministry. Oppose them. Don't allow anybody in your church to rise up to say that lay ministry is unnecessary. That the church should be pastored only by reverence. You have to rise up and oppose such members. Yes. You must get last week's tape. Because it's our daily bread. This thing we are doing. This is our lives. So, you must, you know, be very careful to fight such people. Amen. Yeah. Another point I talked about last week was number five. Do not allow witchcraft in the church to manipulate and corrupt the truth about the lay ministry. Witchcraft manipulations using subtleties, facial, and you know, patterns, and using body language and using attitude to intimidate us not to allow ordinary students in the church to become shepherds, not to allow housewives to become lady pastors, not to allow doctors to become reverend ministers. Yes, they use all types of, you know, attitude, sometimes even silence. You must be very careful when you are with somebody, as you are talking, the person is not talking. The person is just silent. Don't talk to the person again. I'm telling you. Yes. Silent. Just not talking. No. No. But, of course, if the person unfortunately happens to be your husband, then you have backed the wrong horse. Or your wife. Then it's, it's, that one is a tragedy we can't talk about now. But I'm talking about ordinary friend or beloved. Hey! It has, the relationship has ended today. Beloved, I'm talking to you. You are not talking to me back. No. No, 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 no. It's ending now. I'll find somebody who talks. Her nose may be big, but I like her. Yes. Yeah. Silence is a form of witchcraft. You don't have any idea. That's why there's a, there's a word. There's a word in the corporate world. Feedback. It's, it's, it's also a word in science. Feedback. When you are studying Hormones and chemicals and enzymes and so on. Feeding back, feeding back is very important. Because when you make an input, you expect a feedback. Yes, an opinion or a question or a comment or something. You can't just sit there and, and there are people in the church who don't give feedback by their silence and their non-committal disposition. Yes, it's a type of witchcraft. Yes, you are on WhatsApp pages and you don't contribute. Yes, such people, their names should be expunged. Expunge the name from the list, from the, from the group. You can't be there and be an observer just looking at us. So, so we, 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 we like talking or we, we don't work. No. Those of you who are administrators of WhatsApp pages, remove such names. They don't deserve to even know what is going on. They're actually fifth columns who, who don't deserve to know our next move. 
our next, they don't deserve it. I don't know why I'm preaching. <laughs> we, we must fight witchcraft. Look, anything that intimidates you is witchcraft. Even if I intimidate you, I'm practicing witchcraft over you. Yes, don't forget about my title. Forget about my title. I know a brother, well, I don't know him, but I heard of him. One night he was attacked by the thieves those days. This is a long, long time ago. Not, I don't know whether it's armed robbers or what. Thieves. Because whenever he closed from work, from town ministries or town, wherever, 5 p.m., he couldn't go home. So he, he would go and sit by a bridge. I can remember one of those bridges down the road there. Like these bridges, you go and sit there and uh, wait till about 10 p.m. Because the wife in the house was intimidating him. You won't marry a witch. So will you also not marry a wizard? You will be happy to go home. Even before you close. If you go home for lunch and come back and go home again. Abba! Why should you rent chamber and hall and you cannot go home? Anything that intimidates you is ending its power over your life today. What, whatever it is. You know, sometimes you see, when you talk about intimidation or witchcraft, you may think, oh, it's always like the CEO or the boss or the, the, the main guy or the, you know, the, the MD. It's not only MD. There are people who are below us who intimidate us. And it's, it's, it's ending tonight. I mean, by this declaration, I'm breaking the power of intimidation over your life. Anything that prevents you from expressing yourself. Hey, when you are in church, you cannot raise your hands and worship because of a sister, a beautiful girl by your side. We break their power in the name of Jesus. And you too, don't allow yourself to be intimidated. If she's pretty and so what? She should go to wherever she's going to go. You and God, you are worshipping God. Don't allow anybody with her fake hair. The hair is not real. It's not real hair. This one is real. Where is she? Ah, she's not in church. Yeah, this is real. This is real. All others are not real. Don't allow somebody who went to buy hair from Turkey. Turkey. A uh, 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 Sunday's own was what she says is for China. I didn't even know we could get hair from China. <laughs> you nobody will practice witchcraft on you. If you want to serve God, you will serve God. You will be a student and be a shepherd. You will work in the bank and be a pastor. You will be a housewife and be a shepherd. Yes, you will be an area shepherd and a, a zonal minister. Also, also, by the way, while we are at it, also, allow me to also break the power of your own status and prestige in society that prevents you from doing something for God in the church because you feel that you are a CEO or you are an MD or you are a doctor, you own a hospital or you are a lawyer. 
with, with uh, some company. So when you come to church, you cannot humble yourself and relate with the JSS boys and girls and the apprentice mechanics and the masons and so on. I break that power now. Nonsense. So today, I'm going to the first point. Do not allow people to corrupt the good news that lay people can also work for the Lord. That is, ordinary students, masons, one of our branches here down the road here, the pastor is a torture driver. There are soldiers who are pastors, nurses who are pastors. So you must not allow, do not allow anyone to corrupt your mind. You won't be in the church and serve God. You want to be a food soldier for NDC or food soldier for NPP because of Calipo you want to drink. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. Today we are going to read a lot of scriptures. Are you ready to do that? Plenty scriptures. Colossians 1 verse 9. I said Galatians, sorry. Galatians 1 verse 9. As we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let, let him be accursed. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than ye have received, a curse be upon that person. And for, for Paul to talk this way, I tell you, he really meant what he was saying. Yes. Paul was sure. Of what he was teaching. Yeah. He believed in the gospel being sent to the ends of the world. Free of charge. And a volunteer is someone. Later on, we'll talk about money and the ministry. Money and the ministry. You see, he, 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 he believed that the gospel should be sent to the ends of the world free of charge. Freely you have received. Freely give. That is the gospel that we preach. Do not give place to people who turn the ministry into a business. No, not even for one hour. To whom we give place by subjection. No, not for an hour. That the truth of the gospel might continue with you. Galatians 2.5 the absence of lay people working for God is a tragedy. The absence of lay people working for God is a tragedy. The absence of volunteers in a church is a mistake. 
Everybody can do something for God. Tell your neighbor, you can do something for God. If everyone had to be paid for every little thing he does, what hope is there for the church? We are standing in the midst of seven billion souls who need to find Jesus Christ before it is too late. To remove lay people and volunteers is to remove a large section of God's working force. Let us resist all those who corrupt the lay ministry and destroy the army of the Lord from within. Let's resist the fifth columns. Amen. Because everybody can do something. Everybody can serve God. Tell your neighbor, you can do something for God. Amen. So, 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 so we must not allow anyone to corrupt our minds and pollute our minds that ordinary people cannot serve God. That church should only be pastored by those who have been to ABMTC. How many have been to ABMTC in the church? How many? How many are from Trinity? But thank God that no matter who you are, Charlie, you can serve God and do your best for God. You can serve God and do your best for God. So, so today I'm, I'm, I want to talk about servants of God. For us to know who can serve God. Is it the bishop or the catechist? Who are servants of God? Servants. Who is supposed to serve God? And I told you last week that our blessing is from serving God. Job 36 11 says, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. How many of you want pleasures? The Bible says, at the right hand side of God are pleasures forevermore. His right hand side are pleasures. But many people cannot find themselves at the right hand side. Yeah, because only servants are on that right-hand side. So you are with God, but you are on his left-hand side. Or you are behind him, or you are in front of him. As if God is like, when you, when you become, a, your friend is saying, no. when you become a Christian, it's like God doesn't care about you anymore. But your boyfriend rather cares for you. That, like, like God is not interested in you, but your uncle rather loves you. Says. Go back. It says, thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures. You will have pleasures. So you will have pleasures. Your house will be a delightsome heaven. Places where people have squeezed their face, you won't be found there. May you enjoy pleasures. 
there are pleasures with God. You don't need to have a Lebanese boyfriend for pleasures. You don't need to club to have pleasures. Or a rich sand and stone contractor to have pleasures. Or a romantic guy to be... Look, romance. Can I teach you about a little romance? You want romance? Anyway, it's, the time is up. But I would, I would have said a few things. <laughs> if they obey and serve, serve, and we will not allow people to stop us from obeying and serving God. Because it says that they will spend their days in prosperity. That's our prosperity. People prosper by joining political parties. People prosper by going to school. We are prosperity is in serving God. Are there believers in this service? Or I'm in the wrong. Am I in the right church service? Are there believers in this service? Or I should go home? Do you believe that God can prosper you? That those who serve God are prospered by God? The same way people who have not been to university before are employing professors. So will you also employ educated people even though you haven't had BC. What we are looking for is a blessing. That blessing separates boys from men. So, if they obey and serve, so, who are the servants? But first of all, you have to ask the question because we need to know what you're talking about. What does it mean to serve God? What does it mean to serve? The dictionary meaning of serve, the word serve, to serve means to promote. Yes. So, when you promote the kingdom of God, you are serving God. Yes. When you promote, like, something you did or something you do literally advances the kingdom of God without holding a microphone, but something you did advanced and promoted the kingdom of God. You are a servant of God. You don't need to be a pastor to be a servant of God. To serve means to act as a host. To act as a host. A host. A host means that you are the one receiving people. So if there's a convention, there's a guest preacher and there's a host. The host is the pastor of the church 
who is the pastor of the church and the guest is the one coming from town from Quayman coming to preach so the host is the one in the house and receiving the people so when you act as a host you are serving God if your veranda becomes a place for having a basal meeting you are not even the shepherd though but you are hosting a basal meeting you are a servant of God you don't need to open the Bible the fact that your veranda is the place sorry is it what veranda veranda is the place where we are having the meet that is you are hosting us you are a servant of God and then the one who is also teaching in the basel is also serving God the one who arranged the chairs is serving God the sister who sang is serving God by you too that you gave your house as hmm. as a, see, I'm talking about servants of God who is a servant Anybody who promotes the kingdom? That's a hymn. But it's okay, let's go on. Yes. To promote. And to do what? To act as a host. Number three. To serve means... To provide a regular supply of something. This, this is dictionary, Oxford. To provide, that is to serve, means one of the ways. You may not be a host, you may not, uh, your friend is saying you promote, but if you provide a regular supply of something, you are serving. So, if you are the type who regularly invites new people to church on Sunday, you may not even be a shepherd. No, you don't need to write posts to serve God. No! To provide a regular supply of something. Like when we meet and we are having Basel. All you do is to make, is, is it milk pad or meat pie? Milk pad. To make milk pad for the, for the people who come. Or to make sobolo. So you constantly provide sobolo for the basal members to drink. You don't teach, oh. You're not a prayer warrior. But you are, you, you, all you do is to provide sobolo. You are a servant of God. Regular, not that today we come like next week we come expecting trouble and there's none. No, but we can depend on you that Charlie, this meeting I'm attending, even though I'm thirsty, I'm still going because dole, 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 dole. After they share the grace, something, some kebab beam can appear in the corner. I see you supplying regularly. I see you supplying souls regularly. Abba. To serve also means to gratify the desires and needs of someone. Or something. 
So a lot of you sisters, before you got born again, were gratifying the desires of some boys and some men. Yeah. Yeah. So you were, a, you, you were serving. Either he was servicing you or you were servicing him. But it's a type of serving. Yeah, the person has a desire. And then you gratify that desire. Ladies and gentlemen, in the house of God also, there are desires. But this time, it's not a desire for feelings, a desire, but a desire to have a crusade. And when you help me with a bus to, to transport people to the crusade ground, you are gratifying my desire to serve God. I'm coming to have a church service and you know what I'm going to preach and you sing a song that encourages the message. You see, because as I'm preaching now, I've got, I'm, I'm, I, am, I, am, I am bursting with desires. <laughs> if I didn't have desires, I wouldn't be standing here. No, 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 no. I'll be reading canticles to you. So wherever you are also, when your pastor wants to do something, he wants to start a new service. He wants to grow the church. He's starting Basels. And you lift up your hand and say, Pastor, I want to be trained to, to also be a Basel shepherd in this new Baselization work you are doing. Just by even giving him a good feeling about the work, you are also servant. You are servant. Another meaning of serve, to, to serve means is to be of use. Which is a nice way of saying to be useful. Some of us are useless. Some of us are useless. Your only use in the church is the one we are counting we see your big head first and we add. But there's no, you are, you are of no use. Whether you die, oh, or you don't die, oh, or you travel, oh, or you don't travel, oh, or you are sent on, is it admission, um, what's the name of that thing called? Um, trek, no. Somebody's working in a crowd and has been, transfer, I said admission. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you go on transfer, oh, or it's like it's like we don't even know when you don't come to church. Useless. A servant of God is useful. He is of use. Even if all she does in the church is to send, your friend is saying, oh, uh, this thing. A glass of water for the pastor to drink. That when his mouth, his lips are dry, he can sip a little water. All she does is that. She's of use. She's of use. Yes. In my office, when you come there, at the, the, the center table, there's, there's always a beautiful bouquet. Yes. Beautiful, different types of flowers from Germany. From oh yes, 
do you find such flowers? Have you not been to my office? Do you see such flowers in Ghana? No, no. They come from the airplane. Airplane, straight, airport. They cut and they bring to the office. You are going to have flowers in your room. I said you are going to have flowers in your room. I said you are going to have flowers in your room. Because some of you, by the very nature of your upbringing, you are not the type who is into flowers. Like in your house, what you use to decorate your room is yam and plantain and contombre. It's like... <laughs> yeah. But there's, it's also a level. Well, when we come, it's not contombre we see. But we see flowers. Exotic blooms. Exotic blooms. You will love flowers. You will know the names of flowers. You cannot be like this forever. Are we having a church service? What does it mean to serve God? To serve God also, let me just give you this at the final, means to render assistance. Assistance. That you are, you are, you are, you are, you are helping or assisting the flow. Even you may not be a shepherd, you may not be a pastor, you may not be a singer, but when a pastor is preaching and you are enthusiastically saying, preach on pastor, you are serving God. You are assisting the atmosphere. Yes. You are assisting the atmosphere. Preach on pastor. What a message. What a word. The pastor, even if he's not preaching well, at least encourage to finish the message. Versus your face that you have made straight, and you are looking at the pastor from the top of your glasses. No smile when everybody is smiling. You've got some old big pen that you are chewing as if you are smoking cigarettes. I'm preaching. I am preaching. I'm talking about assisting. Like, like when, when somebody is doing something, the person feels like when I'm preaching and you are sitting in front, like Bishop, Bishop doesn't allow anybody. No, you cannot. Even I was listening to a message, he said, stand up and go to the back. You are not allowed. Because you are, you see, you are not assisting. You are actually, and you, 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 are, you, are, you, are, you are, you are fighting the pastor. So as he's preaching, he's not only looking for ways of expressing himself, but ways of also overcoming your sexy eyes in the front. Come to the front, you just arrange yourself. And you are sleeping. You're not a servant of God. You are a servant of the devil. You are in church. Some of you who are sitting at the back, for instance, if I come, uh, there's no time. My time is up. I would have come to the back. Some of you who are at the back, for instance, can help the preaching by being in front. Is, is it Henry I'm seeing? That come and sit in front. You, you, go back. Go to the back. You, come and sit here. Is it your wife sitting by you? Call her to come now. I'm preaching. Go and hold her hand and come up with her. Now, when they come and sit down, you, you imagine, I mean, as they are in front and the pastor is preaching, 
they are in front versus they are at the back. Don't you think as they are in front, clapping their hands, saying preach on I can even feel encouraged. He's a bank manager. She's a lawyer. I mean, who am I to be preaching? A bank manager has stood up and said, you are preaching a good message. But they go and sit at the back. They're not rendering assistance. So as they have come to the front, they are, see, as it's, I feel like preaching now. I feel like preaching now. So, and all this encouragement, he's at the back with his wife. Every five minutes, he will squeeze the wife's ties. He's rather encouraging his wife for the night. You know, you go for the road. For the person is for the night. When you must rather encourage the pastor preaching, you are at the back encouraging your wife. Then you whisper, I love you, baby. Sit down and let's let's end the service. Yes. To promote, to act as a host. To provide a regular supply of something. I'm telling you. See, see, and now I'm, I'm moving on to end the message by sh- sharing with you some servants of God in the Bible who were not pastors. Who didn't have churches. Who were not called reverends. In fact, they actually had pastors working with them. They themselves were not pastors, but the holy book, the good book, describes them as servants. For you to know that you don't need to be a reverend. The first servants in the Bible we see are the patriarchs. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For your information. Abraham was not a pastor. Isaac wasn't a reverend. It is today that we have got Reverend Isaac. But Isaac was not a reverend. I'm preaching. But you you see them constantly being, you shall be a servant of God. Constantly being referred in the Bible. Not, Not a theological expository. Not a hermeneutical narrative. This is Bible. The Bible describes these guys as servants. <laughs> Look at it. Exodus 32. Verse 13. Now at this time, you will help the preaching by also turning to your Bible. And because we are going to read a lot. Please, is this a ring? It's a ring. What an encouragement. <laughs> Sorry, I was saying something before I saw a ring. We are going to be reading. Reading, yes. It says, remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. By the way, Israel is Jacob. Remember them. Thy what? Servants. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, 
thy servants to whom thou swearest by thine own self and said unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven and all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed and they shall inherit it forever. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your what? Servants. Abraham was a servant. Isaac was a servant. I feel excited. Jacob was a servant. You will be a servant. You won't have a church, but you'll be a servant. How did Abraham serve God? How did he serve God? He served God by promoting the kingdom of God. By obeying God. Remember, he was not Reverend Abraham. Genesis 12. This is how he's... I'm, I'm just selecting different aspects of their relationship with God. Just pick one. In Genesis 12, the Lord said to Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. This is how you are serving God. And from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, blah, 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 blah. He said, get out of your house. Get out of your country. Verse 4. So, Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. He obeyed. That obedience qualified him to be a servant. Genesis 22. Obedience. You don't need, see, to, 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 to serve means to gratify the desires. When God, when you make God happy with your life, you are serving him. Yes. If it rains and God says, get up and pass through the rain and go to church and you go, you are serving him. Verse 2, Genesis 22, verse 2. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the what? The land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering. I'm teaching you, if, the, if Abraham was called a servant, you and I know he had no church. He had no new converts. So how was he serving God? He served God by sacrificing. By sacrificing Isaac, he was serving God. Yes. When you sacrifice your bonus... For us to use to build, to build a cathedral down the road, you are serving God. You think God just desires blood, blood, blood of Isaac? He just, he just enjoys looking at blood. It's not like that. But you cannot walk with God without sacrificing. 
Some of you, anything you do for God, play. I saw in the in, uh, today a, a pastor say, uh, uh, "Instrumentalists must charge." Yes. Look, anybody who removes sacrifice from your life is preventing you from being a servant of Christ. Yes. Today, Christians cannot do anything. You sent a Christian to go and buy cement for us to use to plaster an office. He will add two cities to the cement. No sacrifice. No, 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 no. He will collect, he, he will make sure he, he, he sucks the blood of the church. Yes. You are having PFI. You invite, you ask a sister to provide uh, uh, meat rolls and uh, those things, what do they call them? A club sandwich and uh, meat rolls or meatballs. Spring rolls, uh, I said meat rolls. Spring rolls, <laughs> meatballs, uh, spring rolls and meatballs and sandwich. Yam balls. Samosa. Hey, samosa. Samosa. You see that, that she will go and prepare that thing and will double the price of the samosa for the church. How did Abraham serve God? He served God. As we are here building the church, it will require sacrificing. Sacrificing of your time. Like when we close, ideally you should go home. But if there's a meeting and you stay for an extra hour, you are sacrificing your time. And you are a servant of God. How did Abraham serve God? By pastoring a church? No. How did he serve God? By obeying God. Sacrificing. He said, remember Abraham and Isaac and Israel. How did Isaac serve God? He also served God. <laughs> By obeying. Isaac didn't preach a sermon. Servants of God are not only preachers. Look at how, look at how Isaac served God. There was a famine in the land. Genesis 26 verse 1. Verse 2. The Lord appeared to him and said, Go not down to Egypt. It's like there's a famine in Ghana and a ship has come. All of us should go to London. Or a plane. Many planes have come carrying as many. America. 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 Like how they say, uh, uh, and we are, because we know there's dollars there. Thousands of dollars there. But Isaac, when he packed his bags to join America, America, and God said, No! You, Isaac, stay here. Yes. How do you serve God? By obeying the instructions of God. You want to tell me God doesn't speak to you? He speaks to you. 
except that you are a stubborn Christian. For the lay ministry, for us to have lay workers and volunteers, we need people who will obey. Some of you, God will touch your heart and say that because of the sister who lives in your area, wait for her to finish her meeting and then give, what do you call it, give her a lift to her house. You are not in the shepherd's meeting. You are not in the post-exam. You are not a shepherd. You are not a pastor. But you are using your car to encourage a shepherd to attend the meeting. You are serving God. You wait till I talk about the blessings of servants of God. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Don't go. Now, I'm going to read to you why it was very important for uh, your friend is saying that man, Isaac, not to travel. Look at verse 3. Don't go. He said, Sojourn in this land, live in Accra here, be in Adenta. They are going to America, they are going to London, but stay in Adenta here, be here. Why? Now, watch it. That is why sometimes when you disobey God, you see, sometimes when you see how God punishes people who disobey him for apparently very flimsy offenses. Very, very, you know, almost, 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 you know, non something very light. Then God lands on them with his, I mean, think about it, think about it. Eating an apple. Apple, that's the ones in town. Apple, 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 apple. <laughs> One, a bike, growl. Let's see, curses. Curses. You will be this in labor. When you get pregnant, you suffer. I mean, what apple? Hey, what type of God is this? Apple. No, 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 no. You will sweat. I'm sweating. A salary of 600 Ghana. Look at what I'm doing here. <laughs> apple, 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 apple. You will sweat. You will sweat before you get 600. <laughs> ah! Curses. The snake will bite your heel. I mean, it's like one apple, not a crate of apples. A bite. Well, see, you may think it's just a bite, but the, the, the consequences of that. Oh, but it was just one for the kid. It was just one round. If we didn't even finish one round. All your anchor. We didn't. Fi- we just started at, at a point. We, we just we just realized that we are doing something wrong. So we didn't, we just started. Started what? Is it exams that you start? <laughs> so, so, so no, I'm saying that sometimes uh, we have a way of trivializing serious issues. And you bring that nonsense, oh, oh, I just, I just kiss her. You just kiss her? <laughs> you just kiss her? You think it's just a kiss? <laughs> if 
because if, if a case was as normal as a case, Jesus would not have gone to the cross. He died because of a case. Yes. He was identified by a case. Isn't that a case? Oh, I just, I just chewed the mouth small. Two seconds. Hey! Shepherd Kwame. Sound like that. <laughs> no, no, listen. He said, Why? We are all going to London. You don't go. Oh, but how? I can go. Now, look at the reason. So, if God is promoting a man or calling him a servant, who didn't preach? Who didn't have a church? Look at it. Sojourn in this land, and I'll be with thee and will bless thee. Look at it. It's coming now. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries. So that because Abraham, a friend said, a friend said, a friend said, Isaac stayed, you see, by being there, it allowed God to also add lands that were not for him, all. the lands were for descendants, Israel. So by Isaac not traveling, he was actually becoming a custodian of the future land. Hundreds of years to come. That's why a sister in the church was giving a testimony. She said, she's not a shepherd in the church. She has not been to any shepherd meeting, whatever. But she can point to people who are shepherds in the church because of her. So she's a grand shepherd. (laughs) She's a servant of God. She's a grand shepherd. (laughs) How did Isaac serve God? Isaac served God by staying. And by staying, he allowed God to gather countries. He was literally providing accommodation for a future nation. If he had traveled, because you see, some of you also don't know. When we are honoring Bishop last Sunday, we honored Reverend Asso on, in his, on, 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 on Sunday in his service. Yeah, you may say, oh, why? Was this just a man? What is What you do not know is that when something is happening, eh, when you, whenever you see something happening, always remember anything happening, anything. In the world, in school, in church, anything that is happening somewhere on TV, somebody is the reason why it is happening. Yes. Somebody is the reason. I leave you to imagine. I, will not, I leave you. You can imagine things. Imagine things that are happening around you and ask yourself. Who is the best? Oh, so there's an anointing in the air, or oh, lighthouse is oh, it's because it's a cathedral. I'm teaching and preaching and prophesying. All right, but I'm going to end soon. We shall continue. I'm informing you today. Whenever you see anything happening, 
Somebody is responsible. Yes. So sometimes we have we have a mis- we, we make a mistake of even saying that it's a group. It's not a group. In fact, that group exists. June, 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 uh, May, is it May 30th? The, the coup that they put Rollins on trial. May 30th, before June 4th. Or what is it, was it? May 15th, before June 4th. Yes. When there was a trial before June 4th, Rollins told the, uh, the, the tribunal that the people they have arrested have done nothing. They've done nothing. That was the, the moment. Rollins won the heart of Ghanaians, Ghanaians and the soldiers. He said, release these people. These Lance Corporals and Lieutenants, they have done nothing. I am the one. <laughs> yeah. So, because so if you see a group meeting somewhere to plan a coup, there is always a man who is responsible for that meeting. And he owned up. He said, don't uh, li- release these guys. Ah, if you want someone, I am the one. Say, I have not studied economics, but I know what it means to go to bed hungry. Always. So when you see Israel, you see a nation sitting there. You rather tell it, you may, say, you may even say Israel, um, a friend said that name was from a, a guy called Jacob. So Jacob is even the father of the nation, father. It's not, it's not no father, it is Isaac. If you where they are staying, if it was not as Isaac, they would not have accommodation. Yes. That, like this church, the land that we are sitting on, the land we went, we, we, we bought to build this church on, there's a brother, he went and fought. He may not be a pastor, and I don't even know why he cannot be a pastor by this time. But that's also another, another uh, discussion. He may not be a pastor. He will not be a shepherd, but he, he has provided the church with accommodation. He's serving God. Yes. When he goes to heaven and they ask him why he couldn't be a pastor and they are slapping, that was a different thing, but he can present the land papers, indenture and side plan that I'm the one who provided a Delta church. I went, I went to fight and he fought, literally fought. Fisticuffs. As you are here, you have arranged yourself as if you are in some cathedral. Somebody is responsible for where you are sitting. Unfortunately, my time is up. Jacob was a servant. Jacob was not a pastor. You see, that's Lycos. I'm preaching Lycos. He was not a pastor. Isaiah 41 verse 8 describes Jacob. He said, but thou Israel, remember Exodus 32, says Israel was a servant. Again, we see Isaiah 41 verse 8, but thou Israel art my servant. Jacob, in case you don't know who Israel is, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. Oh, oh, oh. Thou Israel art my servant. Jacob. How did Jacob serve God? First of all, let's, let's review. How did Abraham serve God? By doing what? By obeying. By doing what else? Sacrificing. He was serving God. He wasn't wearing a collar. 
wasn't what about it, but just obeying God. And God said, give an offering. Give your son. Sacrifice your car. By this time, I should be having car keys as gifts. Abba! Look at the cars. Kia. Land Cruiser. Lexus. Toyota. This one is second hand, but there are new ones somewhere. Mercedes-Benz. Mitsubishi. Pajero. When will a church member bring a car key that bishop, this is, we, we, are, we, are, we are giving you a car. Use it for evangelism. It shall come from you. It shall come from you. But thou Israel, my servant. No, so, so how did Jacob serve God? By passing a church? By preaching a sermon? Look at it. Look at it. Genesis. Genesis. 28. How did he serve God? I'm preaching. Jacob, verse, verse 16. 28, 16. Jacob awaked out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God. He served God because the house of God was on his mind. The dream he had did not have the house of God in it. It was a ladder and angels. But he interpreted it was spiritual. He said, the Lord is, I'm showing you to, to, be a, to be called a servant of God. You don't need to be a catechist or a high priest or a low priest or a shepherd. Just by even being spiritual. He said, this place is the house of God. Look at it. And this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob arose up early in the morning. And took the stone and set it up for a pillar and poured oil. And he called the name. Verse 19. Verse 19 is how he served God. He called the name of that place Beth El. Beth El. Beth is house. If you go to America, there are many hospitals. Beth Israel. Medical center. House of Israel. Beth. Beth El is house of El. House of God. So he, say he, oh, we are ending, say he, by, by the way, who is the he? Jacob, Israel, Jacob, no, actually Jacob. He called the name of that place Bethel, house of God. Because the name of that place was originally called Luz. He wasn't preaching he wasn't a shepherd. He wasn't doing outreach. But he could change the name of a place which wasn't a church. He was able to convert a place which wasn't a church to a church. Yes. He converted his father's veranda into a church. The name of the place was originally loose. But he changed it to a church. 
all of us will have the opportunity to change certain places into churches. A tree behind your house can be a church. A nightclub can be changed to a church. Some of you are going to inherit buildings. Yes. Especially those of you who are related to politicians. Yes. Yes. Politicians. You will, I'm telling you, you will come into houses in Switzerland. But when you get it, convert, don't make a hotel with it. Say that this is going to the European headquarters of Lighthouse Apple International. He converted a classroom to a church. His sister's classroom. He went to negotiate that please give one classroom, just 6A. Give 6A to my church to use as a satellite church. May you be able to change the name of a place to the house of God. That is how he said God. Yes. Moses was the founder of a country. Moses was not a pastor. Moses was not a pastor. He was the one who founded, he brought Israel from Egypt and established Israel as a nation. He was like a president, like a first president, like Kwame Nkrumah or Hufu uh, Boye or KK and uh, these other type of fathers of nations. Moses was a father. He was not a pastor. We can call Moses a politician. But in Numbers chapter 12 verse 7, he said, my servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all my house. When was the last time you heard a president of a country being referred to as a servant of God? Presidents can be servants. Yes. Time will fail me. Daniel, a prime minister, was referred. This is Bible. So this is not like somebody's preaching, somebody's interpretation. The Bible describes these guys as servants. They served. They served. They served God. By being a politician, by being the president, you... The laws of Israel, the commandments, the statutes. He, 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 was, he was one man parliament, one man a, 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 a executive, one man, all the laws. He wrote it down. A pastor. Literally. But he wasn't a pastor. How did Moses serve God? Exodus 8, verse 20. The Lord said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning. And stand before Pharaoh. Lo, he cometh forth to the water. And say to him, Thus said the Lord, Let my people go. That they may serve me. Let my people go. That Moses served God because he used his, he risked his life and negotiated for the release of God's people. Yeah. People who can negotiate. Talk to Masons. Yes. 
You are serving God. A mason is going to build, you can negotiate. Somebody is doing, once is that, if, if it's uh, for Gihok, that's different. If it is for a, a minister of social welfare, that's different. I don't know what you do, they do there. But in the church, we need people who can stand in front of pharaohs and bargain and negotiate and talk and talk and talk and talk. Till the people of Israel are free. You are the one. I said you are the one. Everybody will have the opportunity one day to be the only one who can speak for the church. You know, you may not be a shepherd. You may not be a pastor. David. How did David... I mean, who was it? David was referred in the Bible as a servant. Second Samuel 7. Second Samuel 7. It came to pass, verse 1. When the king sat in his house. This is the king. The king. Say the king. And the Lord had given him rest around about from all his enemies. Then the king, the king, look at it all. This is the king. This is the David. This is David. Second Samuel 7, verse 2. The king said to Nathan the prophet. So this guy wasn't a prophet, wasn't a pastor. He, 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 he rather had a prophet with him. He had a pastor with him. <laughs> if anybody was to be referred to as a, as, a, as a servant of God, it should be Nathan, the prophet. The king said to Nathan, the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwelleth within curtains. And Nathan said, to the king. Go. Do all that is in thy heart. For the Lord is with thee. Verse 4. It came to pass that night that the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Say the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord came unto Nathan. Who was Nathan? Who was Nathan? Can I get some help in the church? Who was Nathan? He was a prophet. He was a prophet. He was a servant of God. He was a man of God. A man of God. So if there's somebody who wants to call servant, serving God, Prophet Nathan. But the Bible says that the word of the Lord came to Nathan saying, what was the word of the Lord that came to Nathan? The next verse. Go and tell my servant David. God will refer to you as a servant. Go and tell my servant David, thus said the Lord. Shall thou build me a house for me to dwell in? This is a different story. But God himself speaking of David, who wasn't a pastor, who wasn't a prophet, who wasn't a priest, who was just a king, a secular king. Go and tell my servant, my servant. I'm ending here, my dear friends. God will continue next week. But I'm informing you today. That even if you are a secular king, I won't end there. I'll read something. I'll, I'll, I'll read another person about another person. Yeah, I'll, I'll, preach. I'll preach. I'll preach. I'll preach. Go and tell who? My servant who? Nathan. Oh, sorry. Go and tell my servant Nehemiah. Who? My servant who? David. And I get excited because he, 
this, in this case, you can see clearly that the king is there and the prophet is sitting by him. So, as to who is a servant of God, there's no discussion. How did, how did David serve God? Let me just show you one. Many, many ways he served God. Are you here? Yes. Psalm 132. Psalm 132. Verse 1. Today, you may not be a pastor. You may not be a catechist. But as a king, as a DC, may we have MCs and assemblymen refer to God. I mean, think about it. A king, a president of a country, being God is calling the president my servant. But in the, in the case of David, you can see it right now. Psalm 132. Lord, remember David and all his afflictions. By the way, David was not just a king, he was a polygamist. <laughs> I don't want to continue preaching on this subject. Yes. David was one of the kings who behaved badly. But God, you will do something to neutralize a certain image you will have before God. Remember David and all his afflictions because the man had problems. Remember David. Verse 2. We are ending now. Sorry, we are not ending. How he swore unto the Lord and vowed. This is it. See, how do you serve God? By preaching? By teaching? Prophesying? No, sometimes a vow, a vow. Not a vow that, Lord, if you give me a wife, I will have sex with her. That's a, that's a stupid vow. <laughs> Look at the vow. <laughs> he, he vowed unto the mighty God. He vowed. Look at the vow. I'm talking about servants of God. Look at the vow. Surely, I will not come into the tabernacle of my house, nor go up to my bed. It's a king. I won't go to my house. I will not. It's a vow. You'll be that type of Christian. You'll be that type of Christian. I will not go into my house. Even to climb. You see, to go up. Into, you see, this where the king. Some of you, your bed is too low. From today, you won't sleep on the student's mattress on the floor. Ah! When you are climbing your bed, you will you, you climb like a king ascending his throne. Receive a proper bed. How can you have a bed? You can roll on the floor and enter your bed. So when you are sleeping, rats can just climb cockroaches, whatever. You are receiving a proper stately Victorian bed. Receive a proper bed. See, sometimes it's because of where you sleep. Oh, where that's why you have certain dreams. <laughs> no, no, why you sleep matters. The type of place you sleep. Jacob used a stone. Was his pillow. He dreamt of angels. Every day, every Saturday night, you dream about and some poem and this type of witches and ghosts. It's because the, the, it's where you are sleeping is not a good place. It's too hot. 
Receive an air conditioner in your bedroom. I said, receive an air conditioner in your bedroom. I will not come into the tabernacle of my house, nor go up into my bed. A vow. Verse 4. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids. Verse 5. Until, until I find out a place for the Lord and habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. May we have such servants of God that I will not go to my house. I will sleep until the house of God has a branch, has a place. Until we find a classroom, I will not sleep on my bed. Until we find a branch, I will not, I will not sleep on my bed. I will not enter my house. I will, I, even though I have built a house, I will perch with my friends. So, so, if God's house is not settled, I'm not settled. We have too many unconcerned Christians in the church. You don't care. We only see your commitment when you are in the church. But David said, no. This is a personal vow. Like you will vow and say, Lord, if you give me a husband, what I will do to him? He will run to his mother. Those type of vows. They are useless vows. I'm sure a proper vow. Lord, I will, I will not, I will not do this or that until I have sung seven songs. I will not go to my house. I've bought a king-size bed with Vono mattress from America, but I will sleep on a mat until I have finished building your house. How many people have that type of mind? The only king I know about, there's none in the world. Well, there's, there's an Eastern European, is it Bulgaria or someone? There's a king who has arisen there who is using state funds to build churches. Last year, they were facing him. He said he wouldn't stop. Yes. State funds. One of these Eastern European countries. The only one I know of in Africa is Ufwe who built that Yamsukro. You should go and see it. Go and see it. St. Paul's is a child. St. Peter's, sorry, is a child. Stately. I mean, you climb. I mean, it's like, it's like something from out of this world. Hey! Design. 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 Architecture. Engineering. Yamusukro Basilica. <laughs> You'll be afraid. When you stand by a column and you see it entering the skies, you'll be afraid. But the president said he will use state funds to build. He's not a pastor. He's not a whatever. You may say he was feeding his enemies to crocodiles. But he built, <laughs> he built, a, he, said, he said, because of what God has done for him, he cannot die without building a house for God. Yes. He ruled Ivory Coast. It was a prosperous country until he died. It was when he died that confusion began. Yeah, he's an old man. He sat, he ruled the country. Which king hasn't killed? Some were even sleeping with people's wives and killing the husbands. They were still called servants of God. He, built, he said, God has kept him on the throne. And it's true. 
He began to rule around the time Kwame Nkrumah. They were all fathers of Ghana, those type of fathers of nations. Kwame Nkrumah, it was not even six years. He was He sat on it till he died. He said, no, I, I can't just die. He built, I said, the basilica, the, 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 the priests, the, the, the pronouncer who was taking us around. He said, this thing you are seeing here, the one that he copied from in Rome doesn't match this one in glory. Apart from that, I don't know of presidents who are building houses of God. Rather, I know of presidents who break down churches. And I'm saying to you that some of you here may be MPs one day, DC one day, MC one day, whatever it is you will become. Remember that you can use your power. You can vow as a king. Say, I will, can you imagine a king who says he won't go to his room to sleep? I mean, that's, that's, that's a taboo. A king. Because when you, when you become a president or a king, you don't determine where you sleep. You don't determine where you want to. There, there, is, there is protocol. He said, I will not enter until I find out a place for the Lord and habitation for the mighty God. Some of you, God gives you opportunities as a businessman, as a what to help the church to find a place. But I believe. I believe. One last person I want to share with you today is a governor called Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was a governor. And and, I mean, (laughs) so you see the people God used and called servants, kings, businessmen, farmers, Zerubbabel was a governor. But it will interest you to know that God in Haggai 2.23 in that day said the Lord of hosts I will take thee O Zerubbabel my servant the son of Shealtiel I'm preaching lay ministry. I'm saying that you don't need to be a reverend. This guy was a governor, like an MC or a DC or a, a, or, 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 or a mayor. But God is referring to him as my servant. And I want to end now, properly end, by telling you how Zerubbabel served God. Do you want to know how he served God? I mean, why, why will God call an MC? Can you imagine, think of somebody, an ADDC, who is called the servant of God. How can a governor be called the servant of God? A businessman called the servant of God. Ezra. Ezra. Chapter 5. Just one verse. Verse 2. Then rose up Zerubbabel. The son of Shealtiel. You remember this is the guy who is called the servant of God? Do you remember? This guy is not a pastor. He's not a, he's not a cat kiss or a reverend. 
this guy then rose up Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel and Jeshua the son of Josadak and began to build the house of God which is at Jerusalem and with them so that you will know that they were not pastors with them were the prophets of God helping them that God gives you a position in society and you use your authority like in a crowd. You see, if you go to Kanda Overpower Bypass, you see, there's a mosque. Turkey officially, they have official money, official strength. It's not some bypassing or bypassing. Fully, you see that a country has arrived, a president says that I am a Muslim and I am advancing Islam. I'm using state funds. We are building a mosque huge in Accra. So-called presidents, who call so-called Christians. You will find, I've not found anyone. And have I read anywhere? Yes. You say, oh, the laws of the country don't allow that, eh? but they can change the laws when they want to change the laws. Yes. They can change it. If they want to cut somebody, if they want to do this, but you won't find somebody who says that I am a king, I'm a Christian, and in my, in my time, whether I'm voted again or not, I'm using state funds in the name of whatever NGO, whatever, we are also building We are building. Or even, even as a king, whatever, to use your, your influence. That even a day comes, you may even be arrested. That you use your influence unduly. You influence a company to give money for the building of a cathedral in a order. You rather see that they said they use their influence to influence someone to pay money into some account which was used to offshore and onshore and account on boats and ships. Listen, I'm telling you today Zerubbabel was a governor, he wasn't a pastor. Yeah, that's a, that's a Lycos, that's a lay ministry. Some of you sitting here, STL, Super Tech, a day will come, you may be a president of Ghana. I'm telling you, a day will come, you may be a, a, a minister. Yeah, use your influence. God, God in heaven, we should be able to refer to you. Isaac, myself, and meanwhile, we on earth know you as a DC. But in heaven, you are known and referred to as a servant of God. Why? Because you use your influence to build a place for the Lord. I pray for you today. That the God who prospers. Next week, I've got a whole part. The blessings of servants. Yes, I'll, I'll show you how each of them, because they were just because they were the servants of God, how God blessed them. May God also bless you as you serve God. Next week, whatever I read about Abraham is happening to you also. Because you are not serving a God who is different from the God Abraham is serving. So if Abraham served God and because it and a, it's a, because he served God, he did this for him.
you will also have the blessed. Whatever you cannot imagine will happen to you. Whatever good you cannot imagine will happen to you. By reason of serving God, that good will happen to you. Whatever you have admired in someone, thinking that it will never come to you because you serve God. You see, these guys were smart. Think about it. David owned all the gold in Israel. He had all. He, he, owned, he owned all the women, all the men, all the horses. Those days, if you were a king, you were a king. They did not need to associate themselves with God. Oh, and just in case you say, oh, oh those days there were theocracies and all those nonsense. You read your Bible, you see that not every king behaved like David. Not, yes, not every king. You see kings who came and they were witch, wizards building smooching nightclubs. Read your Bible carefully. Where men were having sex with men, kings were, were building them. But there were some kings and you will be that type of king. You will be that type of Christian who decided that others are not serving God but I will remember. That's an oh Lord, remember David. Remember David. May God remember you. May something you will do for God. Some of you, you are just a student. No money. But you can contribute to the building of the house of the Lord by inviting people to church. Remember? It means to serve means to promote or to provide a regular supply of something. Tonight, lift your hands and just ask the Lord, Father, I've not been ordained. I'm not a shepherd. Hmm. I'm nobody. But show me tonight. Thank you for teaching me that whatever I am, wherever I find myself, that serving you is not just preaching. Serving you is not just singing. But these are people who made vows, who rose up and built, who obeyed you, who sacrificed. Lord, touch my heart that I too in my time may be called someone who served you. Who promoted your kingdom. That will be called somebody. Yes, who, who provided a constant supply. Lord, help me that in my time, I'll be someone who was of use, of use, of use, of use. Help me to render assistance. To render assistance. Lift your two hands and pray. And say, Lord, use me. Use me. David was smart. Abraham was smart. Jacob was smart. Zerubbabel was smart. Next week we shall read about Job, a businessman. How he served God. God himself asked Satan, have you considered my servant Job? My servant. A businessman. A businessman. God called him his servant. My dear friend, whether you are a teacher, whether you are a student, whether you are a businessman, you are a mason, you, are, you, you can promote the kingdom in one way or the other. Lift your hands and open your mouth and pray for yourself as we close. 
Eboli Bosa Rendele Bosete Ramadaba Basata Rambele Bese to promote to act as a host to gratify the desires and wants and needs to be of use to render assistance pray you don't have to be a reverend to be a servant of God Father we thank you Father we bless you what a day we can serve you hey I see that without preaching without having a church I can be called the servant of God without passing a branch I can be called the servant of God wow help me Lord to be a servant next week we shall look at the blessings that come upon servants we thank you Father use us use us there are pleasures at thy right hand. May we find ourselves on your right hand, not on your left hand. We don't know why you chose pleasures to be on your right hand side. Help us to be found where pleasures are. And Job is the same man who said, if they obey and they serve, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Shatika Bosin Dalabada. Thank you. That we shall become volunteers, lay people, serving you all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.